John chapter 6 verse 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. A warm welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church. You're in for an uplifting time in God's word. Enjoy the message. Indeed, our God and Father, you are our guide, our coach, our mentor, indeed, our creator, our redeemer, and our king. We come before you today to honor you as a glorious Sunday. Today, we are in your presence. Bless your word to our hearts that its impact will be felt deeply in us as we seek to worship you and as we seek to serve you until you come. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. First Sunday of Lent. What is it all about? And I think it is important that we, we, we learn certain things. As they say, it is a child who has not eaten from anybody's soup, particularly any other mother's soup. That thing that the mother prepares the nicest, juiciest, tastiest food in the world. It may be true. Baptists and Catholics had five years dialogue together and I was privileged to be part of that. And we learned a lot from them. The reason why we had that dialogue facilitated by the Baptist World Alliance is that sometimes we see all the differences that we have among ourselves as Christians, from Anglicans to Zion, A to Z, and we think that we are so different we don't talk to each other. We sabotage each other. We bend each other's building. We do all kinds of things. But the truth is that when other religions are attacking us, they see all of us as Christians. So for Muslims, we are all Christians. When they are burning the churches, they don't come to a baptism and say, this is baptismal. The water will fall on us when we baptize them. So they will, they will burn it. And when they are burning, the water doesn't fall on them. When they go to Catholic church, they burn it. When they go here, they burn it. So we thought it would be good to understand each other from the historical perspective. So I went back to find what is the meaning of this Lent business. Lent is just an old English word, which basically means to lengthen, to make long. To make what? Long. What do they make long? A time when you concentrate on Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection. What do you lengthen? You lengthen the time that you focus on him. Because what do we send, spend our time doing? We spend our time thinking about me, my wife, my children, my Ghana, my politics, my football. We spend a lot of time on all of these things. And yet we say we are getting ready to go to heaven. And what do we know about heaven? Oh, if they say recite any passage, don't recite John 3.16, Romans 5, 8, John 3, 23, the other one, Jesus wept, don't recite those ones. Then we just stand there, like some, excuse me to say, Chobi in Accra, like a puppet. It is not part of our thinking. So a period like this was set apart by the church to remember what the Lord has done for us and how we must focus on him. And they chose the period 40 days before the resurrection, Sunday, Easter, 
to focus at least on him. And they begin it by putting the ash on the forehead of the congregants of the Catholic Church. Then they will go around the cross, go receive the palm fronds that were bent, put on their forehead, that they are mourning and they are fasting and they wouldn't do certain things. And during that period, they focus on three things. They focus on prayer, they focus on alms giving, and they focus on fasting, which they do. So, there was a reformation when Martin Luther stood against the church, the Roman Catholic Church, and all of the things that they, he didn't like about them, and they changed. But there were some people who came from John the Baptist, called the Anabaptists. They called themselves the radical reformers. That Martin Luther and his people, they didn't go far. They didn't go far. You see, Presbyterians, the Methodists, the Anglicans, the Roman Catholics, they still baptize children. They still baptize infants. We, we don't baptize those. So they can do whatever they want to do. So if you meet a typical Baptist, you ask him, are you a Protestant? They say, no, 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 I'm not a Protestant. Me, uh, I belong to a different uh, tradition. What is that tradition? The people of the book. Hello. And the book, if it is not there, we don't do it. So we met, we had this Catholic one. We say, oh, they, they go to mass. They sing, they sing these songs that we, we don't know where they took their songs from. And they told us that you people, when you are preaching, you take one verse. For God so loved the world. Or you take one psalm, you recite it. But we, we sing all. So they tried it. We went. Psalm 90, we started. He who, by verse 1, we had finished. They finished it. Psalm 90, Psalm 91, Psalm 92, Psalm 94. We're just standing there watching them. When they finish it, they say, okay, if you are the only one in your mother's house eating your mother's food, it is nice. Now, those things about the length are the things that cause some of us to really appreciate the beauty of what it means and why, at least, the good thing about the Baptists is they call it autonomy of the local church, not in the bad sense. At least if somebody who is leading you understands and we can be led to understand and appreciate these things that it can help build our spirit and our souls and not add all the pagan things to it, it can be a very wonderful journey. We see people burning incense we think, why are they burning incense? Incense is bad. You know the incense they are burning? Oh, then we realize that incense was given to Jesus. Gold, frankincense, myrrh. And when they are burning incense, it means you. You are a human being. You will die one day. And when you are dying, remember, be humble. So the 40 days, brothers and sisters, today, they begin the first Sunday of Lent. The first of five Sundays that begin the season that they call Holy Season. Preparation for Holy Week and the Easter. The season of Lent is 40 days for the commemoration of the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And where did they take it from? Mark chapter 1 from verse 9 through 15. Mark 1, 9 through 15. In those days... Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John 
in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. The spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness 40 days, being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals, and the angels were ministering to him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. This is the word of God. So from this, they established that Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. No water, no food. Please, I beg you, don't try it. No water, no food, 40 days. Don't try it unless the Lord asks you to try it. This is fasting that we told here he was not eating, he was not drinking. In the desert, that was hot. Now, he had an agenda, and I cannot go into all that, but that he was to defeat Satan in the flesh for our redemption because he was coming as the second Adam. The first Adam disobeyed God, but the second Adam, Jesus came, we are taught in the flesh, to stay in the flesh, to be soaked with the word of God, to be led by the Spirit, to defeat Satan for you and I. Hallelujah. And during those 40 days, he communed with God. He was fortified by God. And truly, that messenger, that, that unpaid messenger who pays himself, who can even appear in heaven and bargain for you, as in the book of Job, appeared over there. And one, 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 two, three, Jesus defeated him. Why? Because he was focused on the Lord, his maker, his mission, and why he had come. And therefore, the 40 days is for us who say we are like him. We are his followers. At least to forgo a few things. You know, our Muslim brothers do it. The Jews do it. So Christians do it. Except the radical reformists who are the Baptists and the Pentecostals. But they, they are changing small, small when they get the meaning of all of this. So that's what Jesus did. In, in the readings for this, uh, today's Lent festivity, we also should have read from the book of Noah and Peter. And those passages are very interesting. But the Bible interprets itself. In the Ark of Noah, what happened? God wanted to save people and they would not. Noah preached and preached and preached and they would not listen. So the Lord sent the rain and the rain poured and poured and poured and poured. And how many days were they in Noah's ark? 40 days. How many days? 40 days. There are a number of 40 day cycles in the Bible. But we just focus on the one that Jesus did. And in Noah's one, 
We are told they were there. It is a symbol of what the Lord would do for us. That the water was to cleanse us. The water represents our baptism. You know, scripture, scripture is its own interpreter. God is his own interpreter. So in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 18 to 22, we are told that all the things that happened, the water and all of that, represents the baptism that we are baptized into the body of Christ. Being in Noah's ark is the church already in the ark because these are people who believe in God, who are willing to follow God. So they were there for 40 days. So Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days for our sake. Noah was put in the ark by God 40 days and the people were redeemed. So they should focus on that. And many, many other of those things became the reason why the church, the old church established it. But you see, anything that people do after a certain period of time gets abused. Or people lose the reason behind why it was done originally. And so when it is instituted again, we have to teach and teach and teach and find certain things and certain reasons why they do it. And if we are doing it this month, why are we doing it? Even if we are not doing it formally, what is the spirit that we should have behind it? This morning, I'll just focus on three of the things that they do. And I listened to a sermon by a Catholic priest. Sometimes it's good to hear from them and hear what they interpret this to mean. The theme for this year's focus of the land is Christ as our example. Christ our example. Is he asking us to go and pray and fast for 40 days, not drink water? If you can, with regulation, fine. If he has asked you to. If the spirit leads you, in those days he came from Nazareth, he was baptized by John, and when he came up, immediately he saw heavens being opened and the spirit descending, and the voice came, and the spirit immediately drove him into the wilderness. If you find all those things happening, go and do it likewise. But that is not what their point is. The point of those who celebrate, talk about the fasting. Not just staying in the wilderness. What does it mean? They talk about the prayer, but they also talk about the alms giving. Three things that we are focused on during the period of Lent. And I'll take them as some of the lessons that Christ gave as our example. In the wilderness, the devil tempted Jesus, we know. He tempted him along three lines. What he could see, what he could feel, and what he could be. So the three areas, his desire for food. Secondly, he wanted him to show that he's a big man. Thirdly, he wanted him to desire power. And most times, brothers and sisters, that is the point at which all of us as human beings, one time or the other, we get sucked into this world. The three greatest dangers that would often be on our path 
threaten to prevent us from being drawn close to God. So Jesus was hungry 40 days. And what did the devil say? Turn these stones to bread. Fine. Did Jesus have the power to do it? Yes, he did. Today, the same temptation is there. You are hungry. So what do you do? Turn stones into bread. How do you turn stones to bread? Oh, there are many ways of doing that. There are many ways selling your body, bribery and corruption, over invoicing, under invoicing, because man must eat. We must eat by all means. And those things are with us. Part of the reason why we are in this mess we are in, or the economic difficulties we are in in this country, is that people are literally, what are they doing? They are not only feeding themselves, but they are feeding themselves and feeding their great-great-great-grandchildren who are yet to come. Ten stone to bread. So everything must become bread. And Jesus, what was Jesus' answer to the devil? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? But by the word of God. So he wasn't saying that it wasn't necessary to eat bread, but live by the word of God. So if you are not doing that, what are you doing? It's a matter of priority. What is the word of God that is in you? So this walk in the path of Jesus and the temptations that come when you are hungry. Oh, why am I so hungry? Why? Why am I, break, why am I not breaking the fast? It's the word of God being fed. We are used to feeding the flesh. The flesh is the one that sends us the message. Eat, drink. Some people will say, ah, for the food to be wasted, it's better I go waste. Ah, no, 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 no. When they see food, no, no, no. They begin to see stars. So, there's gluttony and there's desire that continually feeds the flesh. But the Lord tells us the opposite of that is feed the spirit. And the spirit, when he fills you, he fills you. <laughs> he can make you full. So, he sees a woman. The woman is at the well. He's talking to this woman. His disciples go and bring him food because he is hungry. They bring him food. Master, eat, 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 eat. He said, I'm full. I have food that you do not know about. And the disciples thinking, ah, did the woman bring some food and share with him? Where did he get his food from? What was he talking about? If he has an opportunity and he's had it to do why he came on earth. And the, the point is simple. If you must eat a frog, eat a big, fat, juicy one. So if you must save sinners and you get a big, fat, juicy sinner like this, hello, who can go to town and tell people, come and see the man who told me all that I ever did. And the town people know this woman. And she said, come and see the man. Say, which man? All that I ever did. And they came and saw. And they said, <laughs> we have believed not because you told us, but because we ourselves have seen him. Beloved, yeah, food. Not by bread alone, but feed 
to the word of God. And that word of God satisfied him. There are people who have gone days and days and days on crusade and fasting. And when they fast, it is for a purpose. When they stay away from food, it is for a purpose. And that is what it should be. Then the second sin, the second temptation was human pride. Do what? You should bow and worship him. Wow. Bow and worship him. Well, do I have to expand on that? Are we worshiping him today? We do. There are people who know that what they are doing is wrong. Otherwise, how can we be 71% Christians or whatever they call us? We don't, even the church, we don't even go. Even instead of tithe, we give tips. Okay? When God says this, we have something else to say about it. Close your mouth. Don't say what you don't know. We say it. We do all kinds of. Who are we serving? God or the devil? They're bowing before him. And the Lord said, no. Why would Jesus' answer to the devil? What did he tell him to do? This is where you ask yourself, this Lent period, human pride, that comes. What do I really have to do? Sometimes people just therefore take their own money and say, no, let me give it to the poor, to the needy. Because no matter how poor you think you are, no matter how deprived you think you are, you would always find somebody you can help. Hallelujah. Now, for the people who observe Lent, the story is this. When they starve like that, from the first one, starving, they know why they are hungry. The second one, they are not buying to the devil. What do they do? They give the money they should have used on buying the food for missions. That is how monies are raised for missions. Missions means may I see souls in other nations saved. May I see souls in other nations saved. So that's what they teach them. So you are not eating, you are not drinking, you are not getting three meals a day, even if it is one. That is how they do it. That's where they get money from. The third one, desire for power. See, coming down. Everybody will hail you. He will give his angels to take charge over you. That you will not dash your feet against a stone. Everybody will see that you are the superstar. For Jesus, that was not important. If they will see that he's a superstar, the superstar came to save people. He came to save the whole world. How many people are in the world now? Eight billion or nine billion? How many say they are Christians? So is he happy with what we are doing statistically? No. So, for missions, for missions. I thought about it and I said, well, Jesus showed us something. He showed us an example. But to make it relevant in our times, we must find the dynamic equivalent of what he was teaching us in those days and live for it and focus on it at least these 40 days. 
And 40 days is long enough for some of these things to become not only something that we do once a while, but to change our focus and our habit. Hallelujah. Prayer. Let me take the last one. Prayer. For those who focus on the Lent, in those traditional ones, they pray. When we say we are praying during Lent, most people have found out that there are ways they can train their congregations. One of the testimonies that came from that meeting is that when you think about praying the Lord's Prayer, you will know that the prayer we pray most times is about ourselves. The man said, he taught them, look, this thing that you are doing is good. But have you thought that the prayer that the Lord taught us to pray is our Father who art in heaven? And that do you know that there are five or six major topics that are there? Today I'll share with you this as I draw a close. That, you see, if we say we are praying, and particularly Lent, you can Google and find the Lord's Prayer. What are the seven P's of the Lord's Prayer? Or the five points of the Lord's Prayer? That will inform our content of prayer. In the seven P's of prayer, we talk about the presence, our Father who is in heaven. We talk about praise, hallowed be thy name. Talk about purpose, your kingdom come. Petition, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This Ghana, your will must be done here. So you are not only complaining about who has done this, who hasn't done this. They all have done whatever they are doing, but are they doing the will of God? You are trying to enforce that. That's what the Lord asks us to pray about. Asking for pardon. Forgive us our foolishness. We and our leaders, uh, forgive us our galamse, our pure water that uh, we have drunk. Forgive us. Like Nehemiah prayed, Lord, protect us and deliver us from the evil one. Then, for yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, so we'll keep pressing on. So when they saw what the content of the prayer is and taught them this, say, now focus on this and you see how God will continue to bless you. Didn't he say in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. So for the next Lent period, can you change the content of our prayer? As if that were not enough. This is what Pope Francis said. Pope Francis, the Pope, this is what he says about Lent. It's whatever you want for Lent. The sacrifice is not in the stomach, but in the heart. They refrain from eating meat, but they don't talk to their siblings or relatives. They don't visit their parents or bother them to attend to them. Don't share food with the needy. They forbid children to see their father and forbid grandparents to see their grandchildren. They criticize other people's lives. They beat their wives and husbands. Look, a good barbecue or beef stew will make you a bad person. Just like a fish fillet won't turn you to a saint. No, those who observe Lent, as you may know, or if you didn't know, on Friday, they don't eat meat. Some eat fish. That is what he's telling. That is not these things that make you a Christian. Better seek to have a deeper relationship with God through better treatment of others. 
Let's be less arrogant and more humble at heart. Because they've noticed over a period of time that we have also become superficial. They put the sign there. We are in Lent. We are wearing black. They put on all those religious appearances. But there's still hatred, lack of love, stealing, backbiting, gossip in our lives. Beloved, today all of these are a reminder yet again that we should seek to deepen our faith in God by growing deeper in our understanding of the teachings of the faith. And the way to do so is by putting ourselves ever close to the teachings of the church and the purpose of Lent and God's gift for us. Dear friends, as we progress through the season of Lent, let us renew our faith in the Lord and let us no longer sin and commit any sort of evil, but strengthen our commitment and devotion to him so that we may resist all of the devil's tricks and false promises and remain truly faithful to our Lord. Who then will reward us for our faith and bring us eternal glory? The Lord bless us and keep us and be with us now and always. Amen. You just heard the radio broadcast from Calvary Baptist Church, headed by Reverend Dr. Fred Degbe. We trust you've been blessed. Do join us on Sunny FM every Saturday from 8 to 8.30 p.m. for an awesome time in the Word of God. Locate us right opposite the Mr. Biggs restaurant in Adabraka near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. As well, we're in Shiashi across the motorway from the Accra Mall. In Oibi, we're near the Cares Valley Event Center at the Goyle Filling Station. Our Amasamine campus is on the Danbridge Montessori School premises near the Amasamine Government Hospital. Again, we're in Botiano, opposite the Botiano Polyclinic. Otherwise, follow us on Facebook at Calvary Baptist Church GH and on YouTube at Calvary Baptist Church TV or email us via CalvaryBaptistGhana at yahoo.com. You can also call us on 024-369-0485 or 0302-231-854 or reach us on WhatsApp number 0200-181680. God bless you.